What it do, though? What it do? I'm DJ Doris E. And I'm Maya Dorsey. And we are back for another episode of the Dorsey Den Podcast. Um, <clears throat> so come on in, sit your butts down, let's have some dialogue. Now, we say come on in, sit your butts down, let's have some dialogue. If you are listening to this on SoundCloud, jump in the comment sections. Let's 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 continue the dialogue even after the podcast is over. So, um, we back. It's, it's another week, and um, big news happened. Yay! Um, what you think I'm about to say? Because I was about to say something else. You smiling, but I was about to talk about something else. But big. Okay, let me lay this out to y'all. Because I'm smiling. Um. We didn't say much about it before. Uh, we had an investment property, a rental property, that we was going through a process of selling, and it was taking forever, way longer than we thought it was going to take. Jesus be offended. And um, we sold that bad boy. We closed last week. Yay! So, um, all smiles. Yeah, all smiles. So that was in in our fifteen years of being married. We came to realize that was our first time selling a property. Yes. Like, you know, uh, good the tenant tenant paid on time every every month for the most part, and good tenant had a good yes, tenant. She was a good tenant. And then we finally was like, we we got to get we we got to. Well, actually, to go back, it became an investment property mm-hmm. because we stayed there. 12 our, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was our first thir- property. 11 years before we moved. Mm-hmm. And as the family grew, we needed more space. And so we decided that we needed to move and also for other reasons or whatever. Good house. It was newly built when we purchased it. It was mm-hmm. only, what, two years old maybe? Yeah. Um, new construction, new development. It was perfect for us at the time. But Three, three bedroom ranch. Three bedroom, two bath ranch. Yes, it was two perfect. Two car garage, yeah. And I mean, a lot of sentimental you know, both of our kids was born there. Yes, both we, kids. When we first got married, we was there. We first got married. We had a lot of holidays there, Christmases, Thanksgiving dinners, we, all kinds of things, yeah, parties, birthday parties. You know, you know, one of my run-in jokes is: no matter how big or small your house is, everybody's going to gather in the kitchen. Everybody. You can have the biggest mansion, and if you invite people over, nobody going to explore the house. Right. They're going to stay in the kitchen. This is true. So when you said we had dinners and uh, you know holidays there, we I mean it was all a perfect it was a perfect house in terms and people think ranch oh that was small no we had big living room great room whatever it was mm-hmm. you know very spacious for it to be a ranch cathedral ceilings the whole nine and once once I had made up my mind because you were not quite convinced um, that it was time to move you know I wanted something bigger but more more importantly I was looking for certain things. Um, neighborhood-wise and academically for a new neighborhood to offer. School system was a big thing. And so, um, and I'm not going to say it's in a horrible school district because it's not. We just wanted something different. And so, it's not a horrible school district, but we wanted something better. Then it wasn't. Yeah, we wanted something better. They fell in there. Well, technically they're not. Well, they were. And so, um, you know, we wanted something different. So, anywho, we, we tried to put it on the market. For what two years in a row, and if anybody we'll is go up in the spring, yeah, yeah. If anybody has gone through the selling process, and you have potential buyers, and you get your realtor to call, like somebody want to come to the house at six o'clock, and gotta, it's five fifteen, you gotta drop everything, <laughs> and you're trying to make everything pristine for them to come in and see the property or whatever. Especially having toddlers at at the time, it's difficult. And so we did that for two seasons two mm-hmm. two years we'll put it up like around the end of march and then and leave it up through the summer and it just like we just could not get good hits on it so we decided to go through a management company like a property property management company and they actually found a tenant because i was like sell it or not we're leaving yeah. you know and so we decided that we were going to move we moved we found a property management company who who vetted the tenant for us yeah they did everything and they they really did. They did a good job of vetting because and they got they, us a good tenant. They, they sipped it out kind of like, they, they pretty much was like, okay. Here's your candidates. Yeah, here's your candidates. We kind of sifted out some. Yeah, who do you want? Okay. Whatever. And so this particular candidate, she, um, you know, she, her her child was in, her son was grown, no small children. You know, it was like, okay, this is great. 
she was a great she was a great tenant don't get me wrong but the maintenance on a house um the house did really well overall but there were things that we had to work on especially in the winter the furnace went out this past winter which was a big price tag that we were not expecting and we really didn't make any money off the property and so we were kind of breaking even every month and so some people have investment properties where they make a 50 percent return each month and you know 30 to 50 percent yeah it's worth it you know because you can stack that money and when things come up it's no problem Mm -hmm. well with us breaking even it's like, um, this is not working. <laughs> we need to get rid of it. Plus, I got tired of just the taxes and all the responsibilities that came with it, mm-hmm. and I was just over it. So Yeah, because where we lived, the taxes was high. Extremely high. And, and so, nothing was there. Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm over having two properties. You know, let's just focus on having one and be done. And so it has been literally a five, no, six-year journey since we tried to initially move out to now mm-hmm. um, to and get kinda, the house. We kind of let it go for a little bit because, I mean, she was paying, and then it was like, all right, you know. Yeah, let we, go of the idea of let, trying to get, yeah, we get would, rid we of would, it. We were just holding it, letting her pay rent, and um, and then it got to the point where it was like, you know, we made her an offer, like, look, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. This is what we, you know. and, and Kind of like an ultimatum, like, I hope you can get it, but if you can't. We selling it. We got to get rid of it. Yeah. And so um, we actually closed in the property um, that was without some some difficulties. <laughs> Just trying to get everybody arranged and coordinated to be at the same place at the same time was like trying to part the Red Sea. But it happened. Thank you, Jesus. And so um, we actually closed at the property. And so just to have that opportunity for the kids to go back and see their old bedrooms, mm-hmm. for us to see our old bedroom and our house. And she's done an excellent job of maintaining the property. I mean, she's put her own spin on it. It looks really good. She's mm-hmm. done great. And it was just like we were able to leave the property that night and be like, farewell. Farewell. This is it. And, you know, I mean, the property was good to us. It, it was, was. It was great to us. It was just like we moved on. Yeah. We moved on. And I, I will say this was um, a, a, a new experience for me because when we first got married, I really wanted to do real estate investing. You did. And I was like, I, everything about me was real estate. Mm-hmm. Everything about me was real estate. And it was just like, you know, I want to buy properties, yada, 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 yada. But I think after this experience, um, and even before we got into this, I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm cool on the whole tenant thing. I would rather buy and flip. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to this day, I still deal with really like my, what a lot of people don't know about me is like my day job. That's what I deal with. Mm-hmm. Then nighttime I deal with um, entertainment. So um, this experience showed me things that I never, you know, you deal with this from a, you know, from I'm the, uh, the, the professional mm-hmm. and you deal with clients like this all the time but me being the actual seller mm-hmm. it was a different experience like you know i've closed properties you know i've been in title companies and no i get that it's like te- teaching and then having your child be a student you yeah. know it's like you know the work but it's different because it's coming from a different angle a different approach mm-hmm. so i get that part so yeah, it, it was just different I, sitting on that side of the seat. And your skills did help because I'd be like, I don't know what they're saying, so you need to read the email and see what that means because I have no idea. That's loan talk, and yeah. I don't know what they what they're saying right now. And so. even even with the uh, here, here's one of the things about real estate. End of the month is always crazy for everybody. Mm-hmm. The end of the month is like, you know, everybody's sweating. Everything is a rush. Everything is just moving because everybody's trying to close at the end of the month so they can skip a mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. That's Usually the reason why a lot of people close at the end of the month. Like if you close at the end of October, you're not going to pay a November payment. Even if you close mid, late mid-month, you're not going to pay. So in saying that, we got a um, – we end up getting a – what you would call a mobile notary. Because mm-hmm. somebody from the closing company, the title company, couldn't make it. Something happened. I don't know. Maybe some end-of-the-month shenanigans. I don't know. But they sent the mobile notary. And this guy was just fumbling through pages. <laughs> I'm like, to the point where I'm like, kind of like, oh, yeah, that form right there is for 
Like, I knew the forms. Like, yo, that form is for this. That, and, He's and, like, um, well, let's see. And I just had to be like, all right, man, don't <laughs> worry. But when we get to that particular form, we'll deal with it when we get there. And you got to ignore it. And he kept on fumbling through the papers. I'm like, all right, man, hey, you know what? Let's just move forward. And he just, uh, yeah, um, you just see him fumbling through papers. I'm like, look here, bruh. And it was getting later and later and later. Um, okay, so let me make a point, too, because investment properties, oftentimes people make good chunks of change off of it. You know, they can flip it. With our property, we really got affected with the crash, the whole mortgage crash thing, real estate crash thing in 08, because it was, we were upside down for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we really just got right side up to be able to sell the property within the last three, four years. And other properties that were in the area. And it was one directly across the street was selling at a good price. I was watching the market. Well, selling at what price? It was They're, selling like for 75 no, percent no, no, lower. No, 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 no. The property across the street. I'm saying now it's, it's selling at a good oh, price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about then. Oh, yeah, yeah, Properties yeah. were selling. They were like 75% less than what we were trying to sell for. And here's for. the other thing. Um, It was funny because Noah was asking me earlier today, like, didn't I go to the same school as Jade in preschool where we lived? It was, it's, the crazy thing is this is what affected that area. They had built like four new schools. Mm-hmm. Within two years, they closed two of them. They did. And a lot of people left that area. Mm-hmm. A lot of people was leaving the area. So the 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 um, gross amount of kids, students that should have been there, they didn't have they didn't have the numbers there to, to justi- maintain the buildings. Yeah, yeah, to justify leaving this building open. Mm-hmm. So they end up shutting down some buildings because a lot of people was leaving the area. A lot of while a lot of people are leaving the area, a lot of people are selling, mm-hmm. and a lot of properties weren't selling for what they should have been selling nope. for. Um, so it, it, it's which lowers the neighborhood value, yeah, yeah, right. what, you, what, you, what you would call comparables, mm-hmm. you know, they got comparables that they use, and then just the, 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 um, the value of the neighborhood, you know, which is why I get upset, or any, any owner would get upset when they see a person with a dog tied up in the front yard, oh my or, god, or you know, sitting they, on the roof, yeah, the or they, they, they not maintaining a they house or something like that, like it's like, yo, bruh. You're bringing down my value. Right. So um, I think over the over time, a lot of things, some things started turning around mm-hmm. in that area. And I was seeing properties being sold at good prices. I'm like, oh, shoot. Um, but So tell me the difference between why is this a buyer's market versus a seller's market? It's a buyer's market because, one, right now, interest rates are being cut. We A lot of people are talking about the the um, economy going through a recession. Well, the feds is going to cut the rates, which helps people buy homes. Mm-hmm. So it's a buyer's market because the buyer has more power to negotiate the sale of the home mm. versus the seller. Like, yo, I got a whole bunch of people lined up to buy this house. I got the pickings. Gotcha. So the, it's almost like it's more of an advantage to the buyer because they got more of negotiation power than the seller does. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, like going back to like the, the rates. It's almost like the banks are kind of like eager to, to loan the money because mm-hmm. the bank banking and wall street, secondary lending, a lot of that stuff filters right back up to wall street. A lot of this stuff, a lot of like, when you talk about interest rates, that's the feds, the federal reserve. Mm-hmm. That that they have control of that. So if people aren't buying, if people aren't having mortgages, it affects the whole economy. Mm-hmm. Like even when we go back to two thousand eight, and I was affected by this when a what, what we call the secondary market crashed. Which is who? It's up in Wall Street, which is kind of like where 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 um debt is being sold. Stock exchange. Yeah, we're, okay. we're, we're debt, but that's where debt is being sold. Okay. And we're, the reason why I say debt is being sold, and this is where I learned there's a lot of money in debt. Interest rates. Mm-hmm. You have banks that bundle up mortgages. Mortgages is, am I saying that right? Mortgages. They You got banks that bundle mortgages, and they sell them to whoever. You know, mm-hmm. you might have Wells Fargo. That seem like, okay, we got all these bad loans. You've got people that's defaulting. They can bundle up a whole bunch of them and sell it to, I don't know, city, 
Citibank or Bank of America. I'm just making up names mm-hmm. or just calling out random names. And I couldn't understand why somebody would buy a bad mortgage. There's money in, okay, if 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 somebody short sells or they foreclose, the bank can one write it off. Mm. But the 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 loss is not totally up to the bank, especially if it's a short sale. For instance, let's say you own a property and you owe a hundred thousand on it, mm-hmm. just for simple numbers, and the bank agrees to short sell it for eighty five thousand. That's a loss of fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. But guess what's going to happen to you? It's going to look like a capital gain because you just gained fifteen thousand dollars that you didn't have to pay back. Gotcha. So that's why they can bundle that stuff up and sell it off because there's money mm-hmm. to be made and people being in debt. Gotcha. So if I can sell off a whole bunch of these, these banks going to do whatever they can to write off their losses, but they're not going to take the whole loss. You're going to take a hit too for capital gain. Mm-hmm. It's a little dirty game, but it's an agreement that you like. I can't sell it for a hundred thousand, so I need to get rid of it. You just kind of made so you're going to get a um a tax return that makes it look like you made fifteen thousand dollars. Gotcha. So that's why a short sale is kind of like it don't hurt you as much as a foreclosure, but you still get hurt, right? Because you didn't have to pay that debt. That's fifteen thousand dollars that you didn't have to pay, right? Also, if you owe something at a certain percentage, 6%, 5%, and you keep on defaulting, the bank is going to come collecting. So if they got a whole bunch that they're collecting going, they're they're splitting fees with the attorney fees. They're splitting fees with I mean, just all type of fees that accrue. Mm-hmm. And then they end up foreclosing. Somebody comes in, they sell it for a little bit less the bank is going to be able to write off that loss. Mm-hmm. So th- when even when it comes to money, a lot of people think it's about how much cash you got. Your, your net worth ain't, worth ain't really all that wrapped up in your cash. It's wrapped up in your net worth. What do you own? Mm-hmm. What are your assets? How much is it worth? How much do you own? Or how much do you owe oh, on it? against your assets. Assets, yeah. So therefore, based on your retirement, your home, the equity in your home, the equity in your cars, the money that you got in your bank, the money you got in your pension, all that type of stuff, it just adds up to your net worth. So that's why being in debt is almost beneficial to the people that you're in debt to. So that's why it's good to really kind of owe no man. Oh, yeah. You know, so we wouldn't go in there, but. Um, a it, borrower it is, is a slave to the lender. A borrower is definitely a slave to the lender, mm-hmm. and there's been like, man, it, it's it's so many. Even even another thing that I learned, and it, let me say this: I seen somebody make a post saying, "What's the purpose of having a financial planner or financial financial advisor?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Rich people have all type of advisors around them, which makes them what." Richer, richer. Mm-hmm. So why not have a financial planner? They're gonna, they're going to be able to see things in ways to be able to write off your taxes. For instance, when we when we bought two new cars last year, we got a huge return from that because I use my truck as a way to haul my lug, uh, not my luggage, but my equipment. Mm-hmm. So I was able to write that off. Mm-hmm. I'm able to write off a, a, a particular amount of square footage in his home. Because I don't have an office. Mm-hmm. Same with you. With your business, it's like you was able to you do certain things with your, with the truck. So um, you was able to write off certain things. You don't have an office. You was able to write off a particular. And our tax advisor was just like, look, I mean, every year he's he shows us things that we can, to what to look out for. So the next year we're like, oh, snap. Right, we're on it. We're on it. Like yeah. So having those advisors around you. Is what helps you. I mean, even think about the president of the United States, how many advisors he or she might have. Um, They got a chief advisor. You know, they got um, uh, Homeland Security advisor, FBI advisor, um, Treasury advisor. I mean, they got all type of advisors to help them come to a decision. Mm -hmm. The decision is yours as a leader, but you got to have all these advisors around you 
to be able to help you make a decision. Mm-hmm. So when you think about a person of a of a billion dollar company or a million dollar company, I'm Je- I'm sure like Jeff Bezos, owner of uh, Amazon, I'm sure he got all type of advisors around him. Oh yeah. So I think it's just good to have all that stuff around you. So just I know just and I'm saying all that to say, just in my experience of what I do on a day to day basis, I have learned the somewhat a big piece of the game. And it's beneficial when, you know, it comes in handy. It comes in handy. <laughs> Especially in situations like this because I would say it was disappointing. You were able to help me to see the glass half full because it was disappointing when you when you buy a house, the goal is to buy a house that has equity. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think anybody wants to purchase a house that's already in the negative. You know what I mean? Or at 100%, which is what crashed the market. But that we'll get into that later. So, you know, with us, when we originally bought the property and looking back, it probably was not the best property to buy for a million reasons. But, you know, at that time, it looked like it was. Mm -hmm. And so you're told, okay, you have X amount of dollars in equity. This is a good buy, blah, 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 blah. Most people my age or younger are not buying homes forever. Like that one house is not what they're anticipating staying in for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. So even though you have a 25 or 30 year mortgage, you're not really anticipating nine times out of 10 to stay there for the next 30 years. Now that was our parents, our parents and our grandparents, that that was a baby boomer. They bought the one house. The one house was the dream house. It was the end. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what happens is when you, when you're not, Staying there forever, you know, you don't have time to wait for the market to go down and go back up or whatever. So Mm -hmm. for us, who's to say another 15 years, the market could be at its peak in that area Mm -hmm. and people can make all kinds of money. Well, for us, it was just time to go. So it's disappointing because we had so much equity in the home when we first bought it. And so to basically leave, and I mean, we practically gave the house away. It wasn't even like we made really any money off of it. I think we were and so put a big fat and put help to put down closing and everything else. But for me, it was just a peace of mind of I don't got to be bothered with it no more. But it's disappointing at the same time we, when you hear people say, oh, we got $40,000 back for a house and $20,000 back for a house. And we like, really, that's wonderful because yeah. we didn't. But we bought we bought in an area that was dying. Yeah, and we didn't know that. Like I said, at the time when we first moved in there, it was doing okay. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, booming like it was maybe 10 years prior to that, but mm-hmm. it was doing okay. And over time, it just kept on declining, declining, declining. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's starting to get a little bit more stability again. I'm over it. But I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. done. So that was a victory for us because it was something that we had wanted to do for quite a while. Um just to get rid of it because it's nothing like being in your home on a cold day and you're trying to sit by the fireplace and your phone ring says the furnace is not working mm. and you're like what yeah but did you try this did you try that did but you-, you know what though so it, it, we we bought the house was built in 2002 we bought it in 2004 it's 2019 that furnace really gave a long life well i thought furnaces lasted like 30 years that was our parents. So. Exactly. So yeah. that's something like, what do you mean it's not working? A lot, of stuff, you know? a lot of stuff ain't built the same way. Going back to something you said about um, staying in the house for 30 years and choosing where to live. Um, one thing that I do see shifting big time, or really has been a big shift, is kind of like the generation under us and even people kind of in our generation. People are saying, forget home ownership. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just like, I prefer to rent. That that is the, that's a new big conversation, mm-hmm. which is is it is it a financial wise thing to purchase a home anymore? Because because one, it's a lot more convenient renting for some people, for well, a lot of people. Well, I can see how some people feel like it's a little bit of it's kind of antiquated because at the end of the day, right, listen, our parents. I don't even know what antiquated means. Oh ancient but you know our parents that's they worked the same job from the time they started until they retired they lived in the same house from the time they bought into the time they died or wanted to retire whatever and so now some of those customs 
are broken mm-hmm. and traditions are kind of broken. Yeah, because a lot of people ain't even saying that they same job for them. I mean, no, you know. And so I think I can see how people are like, you know what? Look at our look at our and look at look at our example. So we bought this house fifteen years ago, technically, mm-hmm. and we basically let sold the house pretty much. And got nothing out of it. But a we're, little something. And when I say little, I mean microscopic. Okay. Compared nothing, to what we should Nothing got. to really write home about. But what I'm saying is for 15 years of ownership of a 30-year mortgage that we got at the time, and for us to get very little out of it, I can see how people are like, heck, all the money you put into the house, all the mortgage that you paid, all the taxes that you paid, all the stuff that you put into it, and you didn't even get that back. But see, let, let's let's be real. I can rent. Yeah, that too. Now, where we live at now, that wouldn't be an issue. No, now that, that is different. Where, where we the area, because as they say, real estate is location, location, location. And this is true. And one thing about where we lived, Trotwood, um, there you Trotwood used to be the place to be back in the day. See, you you're not from here. I'm from here, and you don't, like, we always talk about you never really got to experience what it was back in the 90s. You came kind of like. But I do get it because Salem Mall was was set up just like Swift and Commons. Mm -hmm. And so I believe they were built by the same people, if I'm not mistaken. It's possible. And so I know what that vibe was. When I first came here in 99, Salem Mall was still open and functioning. Mm-hmm. And so I do recall... And Fully it was, functional. It, it was. And so I do recall all the stores down there being open, all the businesses, you know what I mean? And so over time, it was it's sad to see how it just faded. Vacant land. Like the buildings are just gone. I mean, it, it was literally like fading from color into black and white yeah. to non-existent. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it's sad because at the time you're like, okay, that, yeah, this is good. You know, this is a... And I... My grandmother lived in the country. I personally liked the isolation of being in a country. Mm-hmm. And Trotwood gave you that kind of country feel, but it was on the border of the city. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, Based I like being secluded. Yeah. yeah, I kind of like the seclusion. Like, I like this. I'm kind of in the cut. Don't come down here unless you come to see somebody. Yeah. And so I, I appreciated that. But, you know, over time, like a lot of cities, unfortunately, in this country, you know, it declines. It goes down. People move out. It just crashes the whole neighborhood. And so, you know, I do think there's a comeback for Trotwood at some point. Some um, point. And a lot of areas as well. I don't see well. it, but at some point. I do because I think the tornadoes also made it possible for people to now rebuild, mm-hmm. rebuild neighborhoods and communities. But and I need, think over you time. You need businesses, though. You need. You do need businesses, and I think businesses businesses will eventually come once things start getting rebuilt. Mm-hmm. But I think over time it is possible. It, it, yeah. It so I mean, but good luck. This, this is what I was gonna say too. About, <laughs> what did I say when we left? Good luck. Enjoy. Yeah. This is what I think about. Um, even even the um, I guess you would call them millennials, the the generation up under us, the Generation X. I don't know. I think I, you're X. I, I don't I, know. I, I'm starting to get lost in it. But YZ is all kind of. Folks. It's so much more beneficial, especially if you go get like a luxury apartment. It's come with a pool. It comes with a weight room. Um, I'm uh, telling you, the uh, grass cutting and all of that stuff. Yeah, Ugh. people don't want to cut the grass. No. Like even where we live, we live in a condo home. It's like a condo home. Because yeah. when I think of condo, I think of like an apartment. But it's yeah. I mean, they, not these like are, that. We it's six units to a building. But we're all we're separated, but we're joined. It's like the Huxtables, where the Huxtables live. Yeah, it's almost like a row house. It's yeah. almost like a row house. And one thing, like I was like, okay, we here for a couple of years, and we gonna get us a house. Mm-mm. That that was no, that was our initial thing. Yeah, it was. So, but, but, now- but wait, but wait. So it was one of those things where I was like, a couple of years. We've been here for four years, a little over four, about four and a half years now, and they repaved the roads, and I was like, okay. Hmm. Last year, we got all new roofs. Like the the building that we live in was built in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. So these roofs, well, I guess last year made it ten year mark that these was built, mm-hmm. and they put on new roofs on every building. True. And I was like, my HOA pay for that? Mm-hmm. I don't. I ain't cut no grass. The new development around the pool area this summer. Yeah. The new, all of that. Yeah. Like, and we see people sell these properties, and we be watching. Oh, yeah. And uh, we like, oh, my God, they sold it for that much? Oh, yeah. 
So, I mean, it, it's one of those things. But just, just I think the benefit of even being in a condo with a home association, we ain't got to worry about nothing on the exterior of this place. Something happened on the outside of this house, it's out of our hands. Like, they got to fix it. Which is why right now I'm not really feeling building anything or moving anywhere. Yeah, that makes it hard. Because I'm like, listen, and I, and I think I'm comfortable. A lot of real, real estate developers are building to that. Like, even look at downtown. The same developer that built this built all those condos downtown. Mm-hmm. About 80% of them. And them people ain't got to worry about nothing. No. Except I, for the like inside it. of their house. I like it. I'm comfortable, and I mean, people say there's pros and cons to having a condo and having a home. There's certain We've rules done that both. we got to buy. Yeah. We've done both, and I mean, our our condo association isn't as stringent. Maybe. Our condo association is super cheap compared to a lot of people. No, I'm saying stringent in terms of like strict restrictions oh, yeah, yeah, and rules yeah. and stuff. Just um, make sure you pick up the dog people. poop. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't build. They didn't put new poles up for that with trash bags yep. in them. But you know. To each his own. Some people feel like I'd rather own. Some people say I'd rather rent. I think it's a personal decision. But I would say for me, free at last, free at last. Thank, thank God, God Almighty, I am free at last. Uh, so, thank God. Um, now, I, I do know there's going to be a day where I, I start getting more real estate, but I ain't holding it for long. It's listen gonna be, here. It's going to be. Listen here, Chip, from uh, Fixer Upper. We going to start real slow, sir. Cause that was our experience. That was our experience. We're going to start real slow. And I know what areas I'm not going to buy in. Yeah, but we're going to start slow because that stuff is stressful. Yeah. Um. So if, if you listen, I'm curious to know, what what is your preferred method of living? Do you prefer to buy? Do you prefer to rent? Do you prefer an apartment? Do you prefer a house or a condo or a townhome or a row, home, row house? I said a row home like this, a boat. Um, like what, what is your preferred method of living? I'm, I'm curious to know what is your preferred? How are you doing it? Here's another thing. But I, one thing I think people are going to make that people make that decision too, based off of their lifestyle, mm-hmm. because some people like travel a lot. Some people, you know, move around a lot. And I think that determines. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't want to be locked down because if I got to pick up and move, I need to be able to be flexible and be able to move. That's another you know? thing. Um, a lot of a lot of our generation, the generation below us, ain't. That's why I said they not holding jobs long. Mm-hmm. So with them not holding jobs long, they are like they 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 get a job, they're working for a year or two, and then they they move to something else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I want to live closer to that area. Mm-hmm. So if you renting, I got to yeah, uh, my I, lease is up in twelve months. Yeah, I'm I, out. I'm out. Right. Find me another place. Mm-hmm. Now, there's always pros and cons to everything. You know, if you own, then you sell this bad boy, you might make some money. Mm-hmm. Depending on your, 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 your buying setup, the way you bought it, and where you bought. But if you got an apartment, it's easy. Like, my lease is up in eight months. I'm out. Right. Or I could do an early lease, get out, and be out. Find but I just think that, and I think it would be interesting to have a conversation with someone like my from my father and my grandmother's generation, along with you know younger people, mm-hmm. because it's a big difference in mindset. You know, like my dad is like, okay, so make sure when you buy a house, you buy a house ahead. Daddy, we know that. You know what I mean? Like, right. we know that. But it's like, that's their major thing. Like, make sure you buy this. Make sure you work a job that offers this, this, and this. But see, and it's like, okay, but they don't work like that anymore. Yeah, because a lot of them worked at a job for 30 years. And retired. And then they and they retired. But also, they bought a house based on 30 years. Yeah, based on their retirement plan. Yeah, so it was like, but so, us, it ain't like you now. And I'm not saying people didn't get fired back then, but the game has changed to where it's like, People be like, well, why do you work so much? Like, especially like my parent, my mom, or you know, some of the older gener- older people in my mm-hmm. in my family. Boy, you need to slow down. And I'm like, I, even though I've been with my job for years, I don't know when they might be like, hey, we're making cuts. We don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. So that that fear. Is in a lot of our generation where it's like, oh yeah, your job security ain't secure. Ain't no such thing as job no, security. No, not right now. No. 
Like that generation. might be a term that existed back in the day. Yeah. But that, no, that, that no there's promise, no such thing. No guaranteed job there's, security. And they they not gonna tell you, oh, it's looking slim around here. You have to be, have your eyes open to see it for yourself. And I, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say no guarantee in job security with a particular company. There are certain career fields where you're like, oh, you got job security. It's gonna you can do that anywhere. You. Or they, you're or in they demand. Need you. Yeah. But in terms of a job itself, no. no Everybody thing. is disposable. I mean, everybody, everybody. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as the bottom line get cut, somebody got to go. And so you just hope that your performance is good enough that they'll keep you, you know, despite the cuts that they have to make. I'll never forget something my dad told me. And this was, I was, I don't know, 11, 12, 13, somewhere. He said, and I'll never forget it. I remember sitting on my porch, sitting on our porch, and he was doing something in the garden. He was like, Learn everybody's job around you. And I didn't know what he meant by that. But he was like, if they doing job cuts and you know everybody else's job, who you think is the most valuable person around? Mm-hmm. You. Because if they lay other about everybody off and you can negotiate, hey, I can do their job. I know how to do this. You might get more responsibility, but you still got a job. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, that's for like, you know, people that want to stay at their job. Another thing, um, I remember when I first became a, um, back in 2005, when I became a broker, a lady that I met, she was like, I was like, how long? She'd been in the game for like 28 years at that time. I was like, how you been in the game so long? She was like, follow the market. Those was two things that I remember just from people saying to me, my dad and this lady, I have no clue where she is now, but she was like, learn how to watch the market and follow it. Mm-hmm. If you see it shifting this way, go that way. If you see it shifting this way, go that way. Like, follow the market. That's how you're going to get longevity. If you get stuck just doing what you think, well, we always done it this way. Mm-hmm. When the market shift, you're going to be stuck right there and the market then went somewhere else and you still stuck in the same place. Which I think is hard too, like kind of switching gears a little bit with um, the generation gap. Mm-hmm. Because even though you can be insightful as a young person or, you know, young in comparison to your colleagues who have been there for a while, um, it's not always received well. Uh-uh. And so I think there's a different time. It's a different time of era right now where you try baby boomers are kind of they're they're retiring. And then you have this 80s, 70s, 80s babies who are kind of progressing. And then the 90s, 2000 babies that are following. And it's like, there's a there's big gaps in the generations, even from our generation to the generation underneath us. And so it's like working together and blending all those different mind <laughs> decades frames. and mind, mind frames. frames yeah. It in a workplace sometimes it can be very it could be very turbulent where you're like, okay, you know, but you I know, know you've been here for 30 years and they coming in and they're bright and bushy tail, but let's see how we can marry these two ideas together you, to get you something. You want to know what made a speed warp? Is that the right word? Where it really sped up was technology. Technology. Oh yeah, I people behind. And I think that's where the gap was created because see, I grew up in a, in the eighties, nineties when tech was becoming more advanced. And then it was like 2001, it seemed like it just sh- it shot very fast. But even, okay, so my assistant, believe it or not, my assistant was born in 1993. Oh, she's young. Three. And so I was like, what? She was like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God. So my assistant, she asked me to um, take on this app. It's like a task list app. Mm-hmm. and so that she can send me things that she's working on and I can send her tasks to complete. And then once they're completed, it'll notify us. Mm-hmm. So she showed me this app and I believe it's called Monday, I think. And when I tell you, I was like, where do what you, now? Where have you been all my life? No, I was like, do what now? I said, oh. these are, this is a whole bunch of steps. She's like, no, all you gotta do is click on this and click on that and click. And I'm like, no, it's not that simple. Like I felt old i felt like why don't i understand plus you know i get frustrated with technology real quick yes you do so i'm like babe hit the power button to yeah. turn on i'll be like noah come down TV. here noah come down here and what fix power TV. button i call on my son seriously and he fixes it mommy all you got to do is so-and-so thank you son but it was like even for me i felt like 
dang, I ain't that old and I'm over here struggling. So people older than me, they really struggle. But even in that, it's like the 20 somethings know stuff that 30 somethings don't know. And we trying to catch up. You know, it, I'm going to tell you one, one thing, even just in that, that I recognize. I was talking to a lady. She's in her 50s. And here I am in my 30s. We're talking. Almost 40. Yeah. That's not my point. Don't act like you in the young, you in the early 30s. I'm just saying she's in her 50s. Okay. I'm in my 30s. We have more of a 15 year age gap. We was talking about news, current events. And she was like, yeah, I, I like, I have to renew my paper, a newspaper subscription. And she was talking about that's how she gets her news is through the newspaper. Now, granted, newspaper has been around for years. Me. CNN.com. Boom. <laughs> if exactly. I want to know something, CNN.com. I'm, going, I'm, I'm checking my news sources, CNN. Google, whatever. Twitter. Yeah. You know, so the way I consume news and the way she consumes news, it might be the same news. Right. But she's got to wait a day to get it. Me, I'm getting it as it happens. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Pops up on my phone. On my app, yeah. So it's just like the way we consume even news but see, that's her lens. She she grew up in a time where newspaper was the way she consumed. Well, our neighbor, like she's gonna be gone next week. She's like, um, can you, um, Mike, can you get her get my um, collect my newspapers? And I'm like, sure. But I'm thinking, you still get newspapers? But she gets them and she wants us to collect them for her, and she'll read them all when she gets back. Mm-hmm. You know where you about know what's going, what has happened when you got back because it's all over the news, the big stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. It's in the news, it's in the press. I'm sure you've seen and you read it, but she still wants to touch and turn those pages for some people to read it. For some people, it's I'm like, like okay. it's like the smell of a book yeah, or the I'm smell like, of I'm the good. paper. And me, I'm such a audio book person now. Cause I don't have the time to sit down. Or Libby, I got hip to this new thing called Libby. I've been hearing about Libby. Libby is dope. Libby is like Kindle, but you don't pay for it because it's set up through your um, local library. You told me about that. It's dope. And so I read, believe it or not, because I read so much in college for the last three degrees that I'm like I don't have to read. Hmm. But I read um, probably about a book a week, um, just flipping through Libby because. You flip to me. I read faster on my phone than I do an actual book. For now, some I can't reason. do I can't do it on my phone, but I can do it on my iPad. Yeah, I read on my phone, and I mean, I could flip. I can get through a book in a week, which yeah. is really impressive for me at this stage of my life because I have so much going on. But in, but while I'm sitting waiting on something, I'm like, okay, let me read this. Let me skip. So Libby has been really um, a game changer for me. But I know people who need to flip pages. My grandmother just. And she's 95, guys, and she can do it. Anybody can do it. But my grandmother just gave up getting newspapers, and she does it on her little, um, what, she has a Surface Pro or something? Some Something she has, mm-hmm. like a tablet. Mm-hmm. And so she reads the paper on there. But, you know, it's just amazing that I felt like we would have a generation gap when we were, in, like, in our 50s, 60s. Mm-hmm. But just even in, you know, at 39, I'm like, okay, my 25-year-old assistant, and I, we already have a gap in how we do things. Because I'm sending her emails like, can you do A, B, C, and D? Well, let's just go and do this on this app. And then, and I'm like, oh, Lord. You know, so I'm trying to keep my mind fresh and grow. But it's hearing, a challenge. I remember hearing something years ago. Like, if you want to see where the world is going, look through the eyes of a 14, 15-year-old person. Yeah. And the way they view it, like, even when I think about, the way we communicate, text, social media. I'm seeing a lot of companies adapting to that. They're going to have to. The future is in these young people and they're not going to they're going to push to do it their way versus okay, you know what? Um you know, we want to do a newspaper and the young person might be like, "Newspaper." Or for instance, Prezi. Have you ever heard of Prezi? Mm-mm. So when I was in school and even in my master's programs, I did PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Well, now I think Jade and them, they do Prezi. Which is probably short for presentation. Yeah, but it's with a Z-I. It's called Prezi. Mm-hmm. And the way you do it, it's cool because you could put real photos in, you know, and it jump up at you and pull out. It got all this stuff. But I'm like, it, 
why can't I just do a PowerPoint? You know what I mean? But it's new stuff that even Jade is doing. Like she uses, um, what do they use? Um, babe, the, the thing that I hate, Google Docs. Oh, Google Docs. Oh, I hate Google Docs. But Google Docs, multiple people can type on a document at the same time and share the document. Mm -hmm. So she like, mommy, we do Google Docs. All you got to do is, I hate Google Docs. Look, send me a Word document. I'll change it and send it back. But she's learning in sixth grade and Noah's learning in second grade, the latest and the greatest in technology. And that's how they communicate back and forth with each other. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, imagine in another six to 10 years where things are going to go. And I'm going to be left behind because I'm still doing things. But you know what? That's why, like. The I, way I I really pay attention to wait to the way they do things. And you're tech, you have a technology mindset, so you I'm, pick it up. I'm quick. very techie, but for me, and I've asked uh, a newsflash, newsflash to everybody that's like 45 and older. I'm sorry, y'all don't know nothing when it comes to tech. <laughs> and here's the reason. Here here's one of the biggest things. That's so selfish. It it, it might be selfish, but it saves me a headache because and this is the gap. This is that gap. Trying to explain tech to somebody that's like fifty and above is like it's a it can be a headache because they don't get it. A lot of them, not all of them, but some of them just don't get it. So it's like the concept of I remember trying to show somebody the concept. This was years ago. The concept of an email. It was like, why can't I just write a letter? And I'm like, a letter. It's gonna take them three to four days to get that. You send this email, they're going to get it right now. And they like, well, why I got to put an address? And I'm like, think of the email address as the same thing as their home address. I'd rather send an email than call somebody. Like, yeah, and now, here I'm, you go. I, I, now I'm at the place where, think about this. Even the way we view school pictures, when they send them brews home, I'm like, that's the worst thing y'all can do. Because <laughs> you know people be having them on Facebook. They be screenshot, screenshot, and then you could crop it, or I go right to our scanner. Am I not supposed to say that? I don't think you're supposed to say all of that. Well, they know people are doing that, <laughs> but you're not supposed to admit to doing man, it. Man, listen, crazy. I ain't buying this. Pa- you didn't send the proofs home. Thank you. They didn't send the proofs home this time, though. Like they sure didn't. They sure did because they probably got hip to they it. They sure didn't. They didn't they send just, the proof home. They was like. They sent a thumbnail home. They, did. <laughs> <laughs> they, sent, they sent that little card, that his, little missing card. And it, right. And, but the picture he took for Noah it was, was the bomb. I was like, we might have to buy this. Yeah. But see. Yeah, I, where is that? We might have to order that. that but see, here's the crazy thing. I can't tell you the last time I didn't, was like, oh, hey, mom, let me get you this five by seven and, or this eight your by mom ten. Asked for? Did you hear? She was like, she do. Ask she was for like, um, so I won't, I, I want one of those pictures. See, <laughs> I was looking she, at her like, mom, uh, we might not be getting them. That baby boomer generation, and that's the lens that she sees through. Yeah, for her, she wants the picture frames, and I'm not. I think a lot of people still get picture frames, but me, I got an Apple TV. We got we got two Apple TVs in this house. But then that answers your question. Hold on, hold the on. The other day when you said why we don't have pictures hung well, up. Well, we don't. But I'm saying though, we have access to say, oh, you want some pictures? Here, make a make a a, a photo album on the iPhone and then project it on the TV. There's your slideshow. What I need a picture frame for? Or they even have picture frames, digital picture frames. Now we can't get one of those. They have digital picture frames where you could just plug it in, put it in a little drive. And it's always just sliding pictures. And it's like, eat like technology has changed a lot of stuff. And as I've said before, here's a little commercial that I'm not getting paid for. But if you are not backing back up, up your photos, back up your photos. I'm telling you, presented if you lose, by Terrence If you lose that phone, those precious photos are gone. <laughs> I, I, listen. I feel like I should be getting a cut from Apple you or really Verizon because I've seen who's pe- the CEO of Apple right now. I've seen Tim Cook. I've seen Tim, people give him a job. I've seen people, particularly one per- person I'm looking at right now. Don't look at me. Don't be calling but, me out. But other people who have lost their phone, phone got stolen, whatever the case may be, and they got newborn. They got pictures of their kid when they was well, a newborn. Well, that's why I get give you my phone up front. No, and it's you, already and, set up. And it's you, set up right. to where so. when you plug it up, it backs up when okay. you're on Wi-Fi. And it's like that with the kid. I got the kids' phones like that, and I got my phone like that. And it's such a, everybody can do it. Like, I And I, and I back up in two places. I back up on iCloud, and I, actually three. I back up on iCloud, 
I back up on Google and I have four terabyte hard drives and you know where two of them are in my drawer stuffed up under some clothes so they in, in between some padding to where it's like I back up. Okay, so where do you have all my stuff backed up in them places? Girl, your girl's project stuff is backed up, secured, locked away. I'm talking about all my stuff. Is it backed up? I don't know what all the other stuff is. But it's like, man, technology has just changed to where if you are 50 and above, I cannot help you. <laughs> there, is a, there is a company called Geek Squad that actually gets paid for it. If oh you my want God. my help. Geek hey, Squad man. and Tim, can y'all please give us some endorsements? But see, okay? people be coming to me, and I can I can network your house. I can network like your like I can do. You can really do this. Like, I full do. Time I do that and type get of paid. stuff. And people be like, oh, and they always call me for starting stuff. And I have now. I just I don't, I don't know anything. <laughs> yes, you. Do. I am the dumbest man to technology that there is. So, in other words, don't ask. Good luck. I am not your IT geek squad, but if you want my help, my rates are, we talk about rates later. I might need to give me a tax ID for real, for real. Probably so. I'm like, I don't know why you want to go to school and get the little sheet of paper that you don't need. And so you can just be doing it on the side anyway. Yeah. But anyway. Girls Project started back Sunday. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all did uh, the Hate You Give. Yeah, so over the summer, we take a trip every summer. Um, last year, our service project was a prom prom dress makeover that we did, which was awesome. Um, and then we then we left for the summer. We did a trip to, um, we went to Columbus and did some things in Columbus for the weekend. And then when we left that, I had get, given each girl a the Hate You Give book for them to read over the summer. And so I think... All but maybe one of them hadn't watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, don't watch the movie this summer. I know it's going to be very tempting, but avoid it. And so read the book. And then when we come back together in the fall, we'll watch the movie. And we'll talk about the differences between the book and the uh, movie. And so um, one of our new parents, it was so funny because she hadn't read the book or saw the movie. And so she kept saying, Maya, what's going to happen next? And I'm like keep watching because she was like i just can't take it it's just too intense i just can't take it and so um it was a good discussion for the girls you know i am very very grateful to all of my girls and their families because you know like i said before it's one thing to have a vision it's another thing for people to believe in that vision Mm -hmm. and actually help you know participate in it financially commitment of time all of that. And so I'm always humbled and honored, you know, to have parents to continue to rock with me for the last five years because mm-hmm. Girls Project is celebrating five years. And so um, for every person that has ever made a donation. Donations. Um, and um, participated, I'm just totally grateful and humble because, and you know this, all the monies go to the girls. Every all of it. Pen. And so and some, and a lot of our money has to go with it. So, um, to make ours, ours to make it happen. So you give me a dime. You just don't know you give me a dime. So, um, to make it, (laughs) to make it happen. And so I'm really excited because we have some good things that I hope to be able to announce in the next few weeks that are coming up and people can always donate donations, um, at the girls us Um, because we are doing some great things and continuing to, to do some great things. And this year, our theme is inspiration. H E R in the middle, her, you get it. Ins- ah. Inspiration donations. Um, and so, um, we're doing some great things. So I'm really always excited to, get together once a month with the girls and just see where they are and my girls have started with me i have one that's i have two that's in 10th grade that started with me five years ago isn't that crazy so they were fifth graders when they started now they're 10th graders i have how long girls project been up this is five years and that crazy and then i have a couple girls who are in ninth grade now they've been with me since fourth grade Mm -hmm. and then jay's been here the whole time so since first grade. So, I mean, it's just amazing to me. I think I have an eighth grader, sixth grader, eighth grader, two tenth graders, three or four ninth graders. And so really the program was supposed to stop at eighth grade. So it's funny because originally I started third grade through eighth grade. Now I have moved the grade band up to fifth through twelfth because my girls are older. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to leave. 
And so, I mean, it's a great compliment. And I'm like, okay, so things are going to look different. I mean, they really respect me. I respect them. Um, I look at, they look at me as a mentor. I look at them as a mentee. And so, you know, it's just, um, it's great to really try to give back in that way, you know, and, and I'm busy, 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 but I always make time for my girls and, you know, it's, it don't really feel like work. You I make mean, time and they don't even see the time that you be making. You be up in the middle of the night doing typing stuff and on the phone with sending letters and yeah. making calls and all kinds of stuff. Like so. girl, if you don't stop doing work in this bed, if you don't I get about this bed doing some work and go, I can't help it because like right now, before you we do some work, ain't you? Well, our daughters. Mm. Shoot, this I'm in school too. Okay, this is why I hate homework. <laughs> I'm in school too. We was doing work before we recorded, and I gotta help help her do work after recording. So, like, he, I'm he back just, in college. She just texts me like. I need some help. I'm like, man, I want to jump up on this game. But <laughs> right, I mean, like, we tired. And see, that's why that's why I hate homework because it's like it cuts into your night. Everybody's night. Like, because she work- got a ton of homework, he got a ton of homework. So I think maybe by December, hopefully, we'll have all this figured out. But the homework thing, I didn't probably had to by call- December is gonna be heavier. I didn't had to call up my brother, which is my um, I have about a handful of guy friends that um i've met through college or work or whatever that you know of and you approve of right no i i, I never heard of this was this now i'm about to say his name and don't uh-huh. be acting like you don't know who it is quit playing um i'm like hey bro um i got something to send you i got some science some science homework to send and so i had to take a picture of it send it to him and then he called me back to help make sure i had the answers correct so i could tell this girl the right answers um so i'm in school i do english and i do social studies really well but when we get into math after fifth grade it's a wrap for me so you know we're struggling i think i need a tutor too because it's serious out here the the math i've always been a math whiz yeah you do you do a good job with the math but it'd be a lot but see trying to explain to them the way i know how to explain to them and the way that they're learning because it's not common core it'll make you cuss like I'm like, all right, son. All right, you got seven. You if got you cuss, seven. I'm up. Tell Noah. Okay, Noah, close up. Close it up. Good night. Tell daddy. Never, yeah, <laughs> tell but, daddy but good night. Look, look, look. So he had one that was like nine plus four, four, four plus nine. So that's thirteen. You got to carry it. It was it was like twenty three plus. It's regrouping 20. or repeat addition. So me, I would say carry the one. Carry the one. That's what we used to say. To them, it's called regrouping. Regrouping. So when I was trying to, I remember the first time Jay brought some stuff home, and I'm like, carry the one. Or you borrow. You borrow one. Da, 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 da. And she looking at me like, what? And I'm looking at her like, what are they teaching you? And then I seen, I started seeing regroup, and I'm like, oh, so regroup means the new carry or or, or borrow? Yeah, like, it does. I'm like, who, 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 whose bright idea was this to switch this up? <laughs> So trying to communicate to them how I know how to do math. And then two is just way longer. Two plus two is four. But that's not the answer anymore. No, you have to show your work, explain why. I mean, it's such a, so much of a longer way of a short way. And it's so frustrating. It is. I mean, and we're not going to talk about homework every week, but I promise y'all, we over here for real. We all in school. This is the year that I started smoking cigarettes, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Never smoked a cigarette in a day in my life. <laughs> you crazy. Boy, I'm looking like the dude. I'm looking like uh, somebody's daddy with the cigarette in the corner. My boy, if you don't bring a homework. <laughs> look, boy, I said if the number is two plus two. <sighs> look. Listen, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's October 1st. I ain't, I ain't about struggling. to smoke no blunts. I ain't, I'm about to smoke Man. reefer. <laughs> reefer. Old school. Man, this stuff is. It, it, man. I'm going to grow hair to cut it off. We got to go? Yeah, but look, so you all, we have a house guest, okay? And so the house guest is in the room with us right now, and you hear nothing. Nothing. Okay? Because we are dog sitting. And for people that know me know I don't do any, any, any pets And this ain't no just regular kind. dog. This is a great He is dang. about as tall as Terrence when he stands up. I mean, he is huge. It's great my, dang. It's my mom's dog. She went out of town. and But he is so homesick. It's so pitiful. I mean, he's such a baby. It's so pitiful that I'm like, 
come on, come on, Blake, you need to eat. He gonna turn his head. So drink I said, this. drink this. He gonna turn his head. I said, are you kidding me? But he like to put his head on you after he drinks something. He got slobber hanging. <laughs> I said, if you get that slobber in my purse, it's gonna be on. So then he ends up. I said, okay, I'm gonna make you some bacon. Mm-hmm. I literally have cooked bacon. My bacon. Son, my son just brought me a water. Say what's up, Noah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to say what's up. Something. Put some bass in your voice. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> oh my God. Why does every YouTuber start off every video that way? Hey, hey guys. guys. <laughs> I'm be like, if y'all don't stop saying hey guys, it'd be thugs too. Hey guys. They be talking, yeah, man. You know and what I'm saying? So I blew up the spot, man. And you know what I'm saying? I, we was up in that joint killing. Oh, the camera rolling. Hey guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is this the YouTube format? But I done, I done made some bacon for this dog just to make sure he has eaten something today because he will not eat or drink. Come here, Blake. No, let him lay. He chilling. He won't eat or drink. So y'all pray for us because she is not coming back for another four, four, what, four to five days. <laughs> At the end of this week, yeah, about three days. So I'm like, you not about to fall out, pass out on me. I, I need I you to need eat and him, drink. I might need to take him to the house. To the house so he can just be in his home for a second Maybe. while she gone. Because we about to force feed him in a minute. Like, it's crazy. So, yes. Um, we are dog sitting. Very interesting. But you won't hear him. He's not barking. He's Ooh. not doing nothing. Ooh. That's Terrence. Ooh. He won't do anything. So, pray for Blake. My name is Shank. He ain't acting like Shank. No, my name is Shank. You call me Terrence. Nobody know me by Shank. Boy, bye. It's All right, y'all. I'm out. We ain't got nothing else. I'm DJ Dorsey. And I'm Maya Dorsey. Shank. Um, we'll be back. And we got to get back on these powers. Chris Reed watches power. Does he? There's a lot of people around us that watch his power that we didn't know. A lot of these people are like ghosts. But we'll be back, y'all. We got, we're going to do some more power stuff. So Team ghosts. Say bye, Noah. Put some bass in it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we out. Until next time. <laughs>